Morning, everyone. Hi, everyone on Zoom. So, um, today, uh, Peter in a group, Peter Waltz, who you, I think you all know, or most of you would know, who's another psychologist who works here as well, um, gave me this um, handout on um, pain. And um, he liked it so much, and I really liked it so much that I'm um, thinking of putting it in our readings, in our sutra readings. So I'll read it to you first and then um, comment on it. And it's titled, and it comes from um, the Blue Knot Foundation, which is apparently down the road here in North Sydney, and it's a, 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 a centre, like a counselling therapy psychologist centre, that deals with um, trauma. And it's written by Adrian, whoever Adrian is. Thank you, Adrian. Um, and it's titled, I Am Your Pain. I come into every life and in many different ways. Small hurts, little worries, frustrations and disappointments, shame and regret, great grief, tortured thoughts, despair, bodily trauma, niggling doubts, and grey fears. I come as loss and aloneness, bleakness, confusion, weariness, and depletion. Sometimes vague, other times defined, passing quickly or persistently present. I am your pain. Please do not neglect or reject me. Please do not curse or condemn me. Please don't run. Please don't hide. Please don't deny or pretend I need your care. I need you to be there. I am your pain. Open your ears. Open your eyes. Open the door. Open your heart. I am your pain. Please. Do not dramatise me. Please don't use me to define yourself. Don't hide behind me. Don't become noble because of me or use me to hurt or manipulate others. I am your pain. Hold me until I no longer need holding. Let me come. Let me go. Let me be a lesson in love. Pretty good, eh? <laughs> Says it all. Um, and of course, a lot of you um, have already read a lot about this, and I'm really just validating and bringing up things that we all know, you know, from our reading and so on. But in in Buddhism in general, we make a distinction between pain and suffering, and you can't avoid pain in life. You know, physical pain. I don't think you can even really avoid the pain of, um, of grief and loss, you know, if you form deep connections with other people and they pass away or go out of your life or whatever, um, I think that's part of the human experience. <clears throat> but we make a distinction between pain and suffering. And um, pain is the, the core experience of physical pain um, or the, the core experience of emotional pain like grieving, etc. But what suffering is, 
is what we add on top of it and the stories we add on top of it, the analysis we, we take on top of it. And it often goes in two different directions. Um, we either exaggerate the pain, you know, by traumatising it, um, creating stories out of it, talking about it too much, etc. So we do that on the one hand, or we minimise it and deny it. Um, and neither way is very skillful. And as Adrian said there, you know, it's it's just about turning up to seeing it for what it is, um, without without minimising, denying, and without exaggerating. And that's the that's the Buddhist, that's the Zen approach to dealing with with pain as it arises in our life. <clears throat> and um, but let's also remember that. Um, that life is made up not just of pain, it's made up of pleasure and pain, and also it's made up a lot of the time of just neutral experiences. You know, it's nothing particularly painful or, or pleasurable about it, it's just neutral. But as, um, you know, so many readings in in Buddhism and Zen show us, you know, and in particular I'm thinking of in our own readings already that um, section by Joko that I put in there, the cocoon of pain outlining all the different psychological ways that we we try to avoid it you know being in control so we're not controlled by others you know um, for etc um, trying to be perfect you know so that we don't experience any sense of unworthiness or whatever try to escape from it and as we all know the nature of this work if you if you do if you sit zazen long enough um, You'll, you'll experience your own pain, not just physical pain of sitting, but you'll experience emotional pain as well if you sit long enough. And the thing is, um, in some positive psychology mindfulness type of approaches to this, they don't really understand it. They, they give out the impression that, that meditation is just going to make you happy. Right? And then people aren't prepared and don't understand the process that it's actually like psychotherapy, it's actually an uncovering process and it strips away all of the stories and defences that we've had until whatever residual emotional pain you have there in your life, it'll, it'll bubble up to the surface. And if you don't understand that and you're not prepared for it, you know, so many people drop out of meditation at that point because they think, oh, it's not working, I'm not happy. Right? Um, my my response to them when when people tell me that is that it is working. <laughs> when that happens, it is working. Right? It's stripping everything away until you see the core pain, which is actually there. And then, as you stay with that, you know, in in an embodied sense, um, you you start to experience. Um, you don't make a story out of it. Um, and you experience it as transient, it's coming and going. It's not actually as thick and solid as you think it is. And um, and there's, there's no self experiencing the pain. It's just pain. And the more there is a sense of self experiencing the pain, the more painful it becomes. And that's what that's what suffering is. Now, just to add to that. Um, at a, at a neurological level, 
What they've found through some research is uh, they've researched people who've been long-time um, Zen meditation practitioners, and their brains are different from people who haven't had the same experience. And what they discover is that people who have a, had a lot of experience with Zen meditation don't seem to be as sensitive to pain as people who haven't meditated. And uh, it's not as though you become numb or insensitive to pain, but it's, it's like we experience it in a different way. They can tell from the MRI imaging that the brain, there's, there's areas in the brain that thicken up through doing um, probably all forms of meditation, but in particular Zen meditation. And so what they understand by that is that when people who are experienced in Zen meditation experience pain in their life, whether it's emotional or physical, they don't spend as much time thinking about it. Right? It's just there, but they're not actually getting preoccupied with it, trying to make it go away or making a story out of it. And so by, the, by, by doing that, um, the pain isn't, I guess it's not as hurtful in a way. So there's some good mental and physical benefits to doing this as well as spiritual. Um, my, um, I mentioned this at session briefly, that my, um, my, my most recent experience of um, um, experiencing quite intense physical pain was about four days after the operation I had. And I was, sit, I was out of intensive care and just in a private room. And, um, and I, even though you have painkillers, it was all very sore and very stiff and you can't bend over or get out of bed without hurting yourself. Um, so all of that was going on. And, um, and I hadn't had a, a shower for about four days, no, not, not since the operation. And they, they have these kind of, I felt really hot with all these long socks they put on you to stop blood clotting. And, and a heart monitor on with wires on it and so on. And in my foggy state of mind, I thought I can't have a shower because it'll damage the heart monitor. So I was in a fog, you know, so I didn't have a shower. And I was really stinky and smelly and kind of in my sweat and in pain and stiff. Um, and so what I did, I deliberately um, sat with that experience for an hour doing sarsen, just just to experience what it's like. And, and the, the best you could say about it was that it was unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're just present with it and you're not making a story, that's all you can say, it's just unpleasant. Not pretending it was pleasant or good or anything, just, just unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and you can, when you have those kind of experiences when they come up in your life, um, it, it's, a, it's a point of practice to see just what kind of how do you react to it? We all react in, in many, many different ways. Um, but there's, there's often a reaction. And Zen practice helps you to just stay, have an equanimity with what is, um, without, without the mental, emotional reactions occurring to it, which is what suffering is. So all of us will still go from here to the end of our life experiencing pain in one form or another. Um, but um, hopefully what happens with years and years of practice is that your reaction to it just diminishes more and more.
and then to just complete that story. Um, so sitting, just just practicing, accepting it, and then it sort of after a while it kind of shifted into a, a sense of gratitude towards all the people who supported me and my friends, sangha, you know, the medical staff, and uh, and gratitude's a different experience to just acceptance. Acceptance is kind of a little bit um, clinical, you know, and says, well, this is just what is. But gratitude has an emotion with it that warms the heart um, and it, it adds another kind of compassionate dimension to your experience. In, um, in some books on mindfulness and pain management, they encourage you to sometimes go into the pain and be really present to it. Um, I'm not sure that in itself is necessarily a wise suggestion because what happens is you can your mind just narrows down on the pain and that's all you experience and you and you're not actually got a you haven't actually got a holistic experience of life. Um, but you can be in pain, and like what happened to me, I could be in pain, but I could appreciate the sense of gratitude of being connected. So it wasn't just the pain, there's something larger than that. Even within your own body, there was years ago where I had a, a torn, um, uh, a, a torn, no, not, not cartilage, but um, ligament in my shoulder. And it was extremely painful for about six months and it was so painful I couldn't sleep very well. And so I, I tried just focusing on that pain, you know, just, just experiencing that. And I think it made it worse. <laughs> you know? And not, not better. And then I and I thought, no, that doesn't that doesn't work because it just seems to that's all you're experiencing and it amplifies the experience of it. So then I went, okay, well what what let's go back to what's really happening in the moment. And what was really happening in the moment was there was pain here and there wasn't any pain in any other part of my body. And I wasn't necessarily in, a, in emotional pain. It was just this pain, right? So if you have a holistic experience of your life, this is in pain, but the rest isn't, right? And, it, and then if you have that holistic experience, you can contain this more. Whereas if you just drill, if you just, in a narrow way, drill down to that, that's all you experience. Pain. So remember that if ever you're in physical pain, you know, don't ignore it, don't deny it, but have a holistic sense of your own experience. And if it's emotional pain, you know, have a have a holistic experience of, of your whole life and connectedness with others as well. Not because it's something that's a fantasy that's added on, it's because that's what's really happening. You're connected to life all of the time. There's never a point where you're not connected to it. But when we get preoccupied with our our psychological pain, we shut down and we it's like we're we're closed off from anything else. So there you go, we may have another reading. Thank you, Adrian, whoever you are. <laughs>